Good evening. I'm your host, Elise Markham-Johns, and I'd like to welcome you to the July 4th, 2017 edition of Learning Well on Edge Talk Radio. Learning Well is sponsored by the Integrative Health Education Center at Normandale Community College in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we'd like to take this opportunity to thank them for their continuing support. Tonight's guest is Valerie Liss. Valerie is a certified expert emotional freedom technique or EFT practitioner who conducts training workshops and mentoring for EFT Universe worldwide. She's taught hundreds of students and supported thousands of clients to obtain consistent, lasting results through this method. She's also a faculty member at Anoka Ramsey College in Minnesota and author of the upcoming book, Simplified EFT, Hints and Tips for Better Results. But before we begin our conversation with Valerie, I'd like to take a moment to let you know about some of our guests on future editions of Learning Well. We have some highly respected and nationally prominent guests who will be joining us in the coming months, including Mark Wolin, who is the director of the Family Constellation Institute, the Inherited Family Trauma Center, and the Hellinger Institute of Northern California. Mark will be with us next month on our August 1st Learning Well program. He's the author of It Didn't Start With You, How Inherited Family Trauma Shapes Who We Are and How to End the Cycle. Our September 5th guest is Carol Krukoff, who specializes in therapeutic application of yoga for people with health challenges. She's a frequent contributor to Yoga Journal and has written for numerous national publications, including the New York Times, Reader's Digest, and the Huffington Post. She's currently the co-director of the Integrative Yoga for Seniors teacher training at Duke University Integrative Medicine. Dr. Esther Sternberg will be our guest on October 3rd. She is internationally recognized for her discoveries in the science of the mind-body interaction, illness and healing, and the role of place and well-being. In addition to being a frequent guest on radio and television, she has also authored two best-selling books, Healing Spaces, The Science of Place and Well-Being, and The Balance Within, The Science Connecting Health and Emotions. And our November 7th guest will be Dr. Andrew Chate, who's the founder and president of Phoenix Life Academy, a training company that specializes in measuring and training for resilience. We will always announce upcoming guests on our program, and future guests will also be announced each month in our monthly e-letter called Health eSource. If you'd like to receive this newsletter, you can sign up by sending an email to ncal at normandale.edu and ask to be a subscriber. We are also fortunate that Learning Well programs are archived, so you can explore past conversations with such leaders in the field of health and wellness as internationally known Qigong master Chun-Yi Lin, Amy Morin, author of 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, Dr. Kathy Kemper, director of the Center for Integrative Health and Wellness and a professor of pediatrics at The Ohio State University, and Michael Roizen, Chief Wellness Officer at the Cleveland Clinic and author of numerous best-selling books, including This Is Your Do-Over, The Seven Secrets to Losing Weight, Living Longer, and Getting a Second Chance at the Life You Want. 
We hope you'll feel free to browse all of our archived Learning Well programs, which can be found by simply Googling Edge Blog Talk Radio Learning Well Archives. This program would not be possible without the sponsorship of Normadale Community College's Integrative Health Education Center. And I'd like to take just a few minutes to let you know that the Integrative Health Education Center at Normadale is offering close to 100 classes this fall. The range and diversity of the class opportunities is really quite amazing. And the classes range from hypnosis to numerology to homeopathy, yoga, and energy work. And certification is also available in more than 12 different wellness specialty fields, such as herbalism, aromatherapy, gerontology, and healing touch. And for those of you who are looking to develop a healing arts business, there are also courses to help you build a health and wellness business. If you would like more information about these and other classes and events at Normandale, either this summer or this fall, please call 952-358-8343 or email Normandale at ncal at normandale.edu. Or you can also visit the website, which is normandale.edu forward slash ce. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce this evening's guest, Valerie Liss. Valerie Liss, MA, is an international speaker and trainer and certified expert emotional freedom technique, or EFT, practitioner who conducts seminars and workshops on integrative health topics. In addition to teaching corporate, business, and health professionals, she's also a frequent radio and TV guest. Involved with numerous integrative therapies, including the emotional freedom techniques, Valerie has guided thousands of clients through positive transformation. Valerie says that she's living her passion, communicating her expertise, and helping students, businesses, and individuals to manifest positive change. Her primary tool, EFT, is an exciting method to promote personal health and vitality, eliminate emotional stress, reduce chronic pain, remove food and chemical sensitivities, successfully control weight, as well as improve sports performance. Based on a substantial body of research, EFT meets criteria for evidence-based practice on phobia, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, as well as generalized anxiety. Beginning her EFT practice in 2001, she conducted founder Gary Craig content-approved levels one through three for six years, and since 2011 has been a certified expert practitioner, trainer, and mentor for EFT Universe. She's contributed chapters to numerous books, including the Clinical EFT Handbook, and is the author of the upcoming Simplified EFT Hints and Tips for Better Results. She's the founder of Simplified EFT, including a series of tapping principles to produce faster, deeper sessions that can be blended with other styles of EFT. As a faculty member, Valerie also teaches a variety of courses at a Minnesota State College, and in all of her roles, Valerie provides self-empowering tools to her clients and audiences, supporting positive change in just minutes. Valerie, first let me welcome you. We're so delighted you can be with us this evening. 
Well, thank you, Elise. That was a, a lovely introduction. I hadn't heard it before now. So, yeah, sounds, sounds pretty good. <laughs> EFT is a powerful tool. And Indeed. I'm very, very much looking forward to sharing more about it. So, yeah. And I'm sure a number of our listeners are also looking forward to learning more about it, Valerie. So, <laughs> I know you're knowledgeable about many areas of integrative medicine, but, but medicine, but you focus on emotional freedom technique. And just curious, I think our listeners would also be curious, how and why did you first learn about EFT? Well, it was a long time ago. It was really in the earlier days of EFT, about 18 years ago. And I discovered it the way many people do is I saw a download on the Internet for Gary Craig's manual. Gary Craig is the founder. And initially, it looked way too complicated. I just stuffed it in my to-do pile and left it there for a while. And then I had a health challenge. And the health challenge became more and more of an issue. I had asthma, and it was affecting every part of my life. And I had begun to look at the story of integrative health for the first time. And and at the time I started doing some some allergy techniques. Uh, I started doing Nate Nambudapad allergy elimination technique. I did Biosat. I did quite a few different techniques and eventually discovered that I could get the same results with EFT. So using it for allergies and sensitivities is where I started. I don't think there are really very many people that started from that angle, and and so it is an area that I continue to specialize in. And share with us, what were your next steps on the EFT journey? Where did you take it from there? Well, what happened is September 11th of 2001, I had a mystical experience. And a mystical experience, of course, is anything that just plain old doesn't make sense in, in a rational mind. And it was quite dramatic. And I realized that my view on life could just never be the same. So I did the abrupt thing. I quit my job and decided oh. I'm going to do something different. I don't know what, but I have got to do something different. So it took a little bit to pull it all together. Uh, eventually, my sister and I created a, a company. It's called Courses for Life. Our initial concept is that we were going to teach self-improvement seminars, and EFT was one of the very first kinds of seminars that I, uh, that, that the two of us were teaching. And it was so funny because people would continuously say after going through a workshop, it was just a one or two hour workshop, and at the time, of course, no one really knew anything about EFT. And they would ask, well, do you do one-on-one -on -one sessions? And I said, well, no. And then they'd ask, well, do you do one-on-one -on -one sessions? I was getting it after every single workshop, and finally I thought, well, maybe I should be doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. <laughs> so that is really how, how it started. And of course, went through all of the trainings, 
uh, the EFT-CC, EFT-ADV, uh, worked with Gary Craig on his certifications, uh, started doing workshops across the Midwest with Gary Craig, and then eventually going with uh, with EFT Universe as well to do certification trainings. So it has been really a phenomenal experience. The reason why I've chosen EFT over the other techniques, and I do teach integrative health and as well as first year experience at an Ramsey College, so I am familiar with a lot of techniques, but by far EFT I believe is the most self-empowering. And I love the idea that I'm sharing the tool. It's a self-tool, and I'm sharing it with the people that I work with. The concept of giving someone, instead of giving someone a fish, showing them how to fish. And to be able to do that every day, and without a doubt, little mini miracles come with just about every session. And it's really a very rewarding field to work in. Valerie, I, I, I'm still thinking about the mystical experience that you had. <laughs> <laughs> Has this ever happened to you before? I'm just curious. No, no. Um, as a matter of fact, what it is, is I had just taken the Silva Method. And the Silva Method is a technique. It's been around for 60 plus years, created by Jose Silva, S-I-L-V-A. And it's a very powerful intuition training program. And they do have a technique, it's called the glass of water technique, glass of water, and you can check it on the internet. And it's a technique for getting information in the middle of the night, and usually in the form of a dream. So I was practicing this technique, and for week after week, I was asking questions every night, and it was pretty interesting. I would ask, uh, should I, uh, what item should I do a sensitivity exercise, a need for, to eliminate? And in the middle of the night, I would hear, see, and feel, and it would say, corn, corn, corn. And so I'd write that on a piece of paper. And so this technique is very powerful, and I would recommend it to anyone. And what happened then is in the middle of the night is I heard a male voice. And the male voice spoke to me, asked me to write down words, and I initially tried to just tell the voice to go away because I was busy sleeping. But the voice was very persistent and kept telling me, no, no, you got to write down these words. So I did, and in the morning woke up with a really beautiful writing. So it started going on for weeks and then months. And as I said before, I ended up quitting my job, but not only because I was a changed person, but also because I really needed to get some sleep. <laughs> it, was waking, it was waking me up every 15 minutes for hours, four and five hours a night, and writing all kinds of really fascinating, all kinds of different topics. Some of them were, were prophecies, talking about Katrina at the time. Uh, and I remember my sister and I saying, it's such a beautiful name, but Katrina, it sounds like something, you know, something, some type of a problem, a disaster or something. 
and talked about a lot of the other things happening in the world and a lot of very beautiful writings. And I still get them today. I don't get them in the middle of the night, thankfully. Luckily, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there are thousands <laughs> of them. So, yes. And I actually believe, too, when it comes to EFT, there is something very guided about the process. And I believe when we say it is a self-help tool, that anyone who practices EFT on a regular basis, it induces relaxation going into the stillness. I believe it naturally creates a connection. It naturally has a divine process and that it helps anyone to connect to a higher realm of spirituality, a higher realm of, of self-improvement, and it really is, EFT, I believe, is an important part as well of maintaining uh, or, or if, if somebody is just looking for some more divine intervention, it definitely is a, it's an avenue. And just curious, what did you do before getting into this, Valerie? Would oh, very good question. Yes, I actually, this is kind of funny, but I spent 20 years in the corporate realm and definitely all about uh, the the typical, you know, both my husband and I, the, the corporate structure, uh, uh, moving forward towards success, all of the things that an, a more immature person, which I'm sure I was, was at that time uh, really thinks is what life is all about. And that's exactly what I had done, is I was really into success in, in a different way of looking at what success means. What a fascinating transition. I, I, I'd love to ask you even more about that, but we should probably move into <laughs> okay. a little bit more about EFT. And I okay. hope you can explain to our listeners exactly what EFT is for those who are not familiar with it. Yes, it is a self-help tool and it is based on the principles of acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine. One uses the fingertips and taps on specified points. We will go through them in just a moment. And then uh, as a result of that, very positive benefits occur. And you had mentioned some of them in the introduction. And it is primarily good for stress release and to eliminate emotional distress, such as fear, anger, sadness. And in many situations, the results are permanent. So, for example, if someone has a fear of spiders or a fear of heights or snakes, especially with fears and phobias, EFT will often eliminate it. Sometimes it doesn't even take more than a couple of minutes. And in the future, not only will the person, uh, the person will not have any more fear. And if they're around spiders, heights, whatever it may be, the fear is gone in the moment and it's usually permanent. So it's very self-empowering because a person is able to control their own emotional response to their own memories, their thoughts and uh, in the moment and also to help, re help resolve anxiety over the future. So lots of benefits and very self-empowering. So when you say it's permanent, is that usually true for any of the issues people might start using EFT to help resolve? 
Well, when we talk about the issues that it is most effective on, we're talking about coming from the emotional state. So, for example, if a person comes in and has a cancer, and it's a, 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 a you know more of a uh, stage four cancer, and you can't say that EFT is going to cure or even to eliminate the cancer. What we can say is that EFT will do two things. Number one, it will help with the emotional response to the situation so that the person will not feel that they are so much full of fear, anxiety, uh, the sadness, all of the emotional distress that comes with the situation. That's one part. And it's not to say that that's permanent either because when the situation is, is imminent, when it's still occurring, then what it does is allow the person to become more fully present so that they are not having an exaggerated fear or an exaggerated anxiety. It's more appropriate in the moment. The second thing that it does is when we're stressed, the body can produce either cortisol or DHEA. And if we are producing cortisol, which equals stress, then we cannot, we need the DHEA to heal. And so if we're stressed, we cannot heal. And so that is a second benefit of using EFT for disease, is it supports the healing process. But we can't say, and also with chronic pain too, or even anger, if you just do a tapping on anger, you can't say for the rest of your life you'll never be angry again. And so what we're talking when we say it's, it's permanent is that it has to do with either a specific event, a specific memory, a specific situation, uh, then it is more likely to be permanent. Uh, thank you. That's, that's really a helpful clarification. And if, let's just say I were to come to you with an issue that I wanted to help, wanted some help in dealing with, how would this work? What would be the process that we would go through together, just to give our listeners some insight into that? Are you wanting me to go through the regular uh, procedure of, of going through the tapping steps as well? That would be great. Okay, good. All right. So the first thing, of course, we would do is sign a client bill of rights because that is handling the uh, the paperwork side of it. I do not do a real extensive intake. Uh, some do. I don't. And part of the reason is if I do too much of an intake, if I know too much about a person's situation, then I start to figure everything out in my head. And I use my left brain, and I feel that if I do that, then I'm actually not as effective. Because I think with EFT, it is such a divinely guided process that it's really important to be fully present uh, during, the, during the whole uh, process as it occurs. So I have a real, a real uh, minimal intake. Then I will usually explain with EFT that I have a different philosophy. I've been a trainer for Gary Craig, been a trainer with EFT Universe, and my trainer hat will, will have me state a certain truths, so to speak, and those are all based on the work of Gary Craig. 
In addition, I have found some of my own ways of doing things that I believe are 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 different in many respects, and they're based on a philosophy, which I will share uh, in, in a moment. Uh, the philosophy of the EFT universe and Gary Craig is that what we always want to do is to find a specific event to work with. So a specific event is something that happened only once, it is something that's emotional. It's something that has a, a unique quality to it. And what I believe is the real secret of EFT, it's really pretty simple, which is my style is called simplified EFT. And what I believe is the real reason that you can get EFT to work is always to make sure there's an emotional intensity. If you have an emotional intensity, then EFT will very suddenly and abruptly reduce the cortisol, bring the individual into a state of relaxation. And I believe it's that abrupt shift from high intensity to relaxation that is the secret of how EFT works. So the those that practice EFT or many of those that practice EFT think it's all about the words. And for me, it's not as much about the words. It's about being in the feeling space. So I will explain to the person that I'm working with that we really need to get into the feeling space. And sometimes people are thinking, I don't want to do that. That's suffering. That's painful. I don't want to go there. And yet uh, the release from EFT is so fast that it actually feels good. It's the exact opposite of what you would expect. So my joke of what I do for a living is that I make people cry. So once, once the client understands that together we're going to go there, and if the person cries, it's not like I'm really going to make someone cry, but if we did, if that happened, then it actually is a very beautiful thing because it means we went to the deepest place of where the suffering is, and then we released it so that it can't be there to hurt the person anymore. So that part, that little talk is absolutely essential in order to really understand how to get the results with EFT because otherwise if I'm having my goal and I believe the client should have the goal of finding where does it hurt and if they don't understand the why, then it really is defeating the whole purpose of us and we can't get the results that we're looking for. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, yes, it does. Yes. Okay, all right. Then, then what we do is we actually do the tapping. So I'll just take you through just a real fast uh, tapping. So the first thing what you would need to do, so we'll do this for the listeners as well, is Great. to come up with something that is distressful. And the distressful thing, uh, there is a a statement or a philosophy that I believe, and that is that EFT does not work on a memory or a thought. What EFT works on is the physical response associated with 
the memory or the thought. And so it's really important to understand that in the beginning as well. So if we go back to the example of the fear of spiders, one of the mistakes that people think is that all they need to do is to say fear of spiders, and they keep saying that enough times while tapping, and they're going to get the results. And that's not it at all. The fear of spiders should create heart racing, breathing stops, all the symptoms of fight or flight. So feel the fear of spiders and then tap. And so exactly what we're talking about is that that's what we want to do right now, is to think about something distressful and think about where do you feel that in your body right now this very second and put a rating on it. Zero is none at all and 10 is very high. There is a certain number of the population who has a challenge with this. And they'll say, but I don't feel it anywhere in my body, so I'm not sure what to do. So there are lots of different ways of working to resolve the situation. In the world of EFT, it's called the psychological reversal. Uh, and one way, which I'll mention because of its simplicity, is to go to one area in the body, which is the forehead area, kind of in the third eye, and notice if you feel pressure there or someplace else in the head. So if you can't find it in the chest, you can't find it in the abdomen, or you can't find it in your throat or behind your eyes, then check for areas of pressure in the head, and that might be a clue for anyone who's not feeling it elsewhere. I actually believe if you have a higher intensity, maybe 8, 9, 10, that you're going to be able to get those results easier because we're going to also gauge it at the end, and if it's too low, there won't be enough for you to notice the difference. So if it's an, it's an 8 or a 9 or a 10 and you end up with a 0, you're going to say, wow, yeah, this worked. I know it worked. Whereas if you're starting out at a 2 or a 3, low intensity, and you evaluate at the end and it's a 0, you're not going to be really sure that the results are there. To, so to get to that feeling piece that you were talking about, mm -hmm. Valerie, do you recommend visualization? The, to involve all the as many senses as you can. I actually, I actually, in my own style, have a number of ways of doing that. Standard EFT uh, through Gary Craig and the way he taught it would say that if you're thinking about a specific event, you know, if you just say I'm angry at my dad, then in many situations you're not going to have much emotion. But if you say, I'm angry with my dad because, and then you come up with, I was 10 years old, and he took away my bicycle. And so finding a specific event is one way of increasing the emotional distress. 
I have other ways of doing it, but again, this is my, my own style, the simplified EFT. What I also work with are worst case scenarios. Uh, if a person, if somebody's very sensitive, I would not ask this question. And so if uh, the, any listeners are overly sensitive, definitely plug your ears on this one. But for those that are having a little bit of a challenge getting emotional, what I will often say is, well, what could make your situation worse? And very often that's enough for them to get a little bit more emotional, which is exactly what we want before we start the tapping. I also work with charge phrases. Uh, there are certain creative visualizations. And uh, also, I will, I will uh, toward the end, share a way of working with the emotional state that's very, very low. So examples would be someone who is suffering from depression, someone who is uh, feeling a deep state of sadness, stuck in a rut, uh, some of those types of things. And I'll share a forward tapping phrase that can be very powerful as well. So exaggerated positives is another way of upping the intensity. And to me, I think it's good. We, we want a reasonable, we don't, if another question I'll ask people is if it was a, a memory of a past event, would you ever come back, and if we say the scale is zero to 10, would you ever come back as a 50 or a 100? And if that person says yes, then I spend most of the time with them much more, in a much more gentle way, because they have a tendency to overreact, and we don't want overreaction either. We want a good seven, eight, nine, ten, but not a 50 or a 100. And so we're looking for that sweet spot where there is enough emotional intensity, it's controllable, and then that's when we tap. Interesting. Um, so I'm really curious, as you were talking about your methods that you mm -hmm. obviously created some different things or additional things to the training that you had, how did you know how to do those things? Is this another example where these things just came to you or was it a matter of experience? In doing that, I, I think, yeah, I think all of the above, that that EFT, I believe, is a very guided process, and it's something that I learned fairly early. Uh, there were times where um, a memory would pop up out of nowhere, and my left logical brain would say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with what we're working on, so we're not going to go there, and yet it would continuously pop up, and so, you know, <laughs> just like the voice in the middle of the night of saying, okay, okay, all right. And so I would follow it or we would follow it together and come up with really goosebump kinds of experiences. So some of it comes by recognizing that it is such a divine process and allowing it to flow forth. Some of it comes because I believe anyone who does EFT, if you do it on yourself, if you're a practitioner, if you're a client, no matter what, the tapping process reduces cortisol, puts you into a state of stillness. And if you look at the yogi masters and Tibetan monks and uh, those on a spiritual path, they all talk about seeking the stillness within. And even showing brain scans of monks and those that are 
are on a spiritual path, they will show there's a certain place in the brain where there is no space, there's no time. And I believe everybody goes there when doing EFT. So you can't help but connect to an intuitive, uh, an intuitive message. And so through time, 18 years, and again, thousands of clients, that yes, some of it comes with the practical experience of, of working with client after client after client. I also have a very strong left brain, and my left brain is always trying to put things into a, a way of understanding. And so I developed here some common situations or common things for those with fibromyalgia. There are some common things that are, are typical for those with Lyme disease. Here are some ways of working with chronic pain that we can get there faster. Here are these ways of working with psychological reversal is basically somebody who's back up in their head bubble and doesn't feel things in their body. And so I don't like the word psychological reversal. I think it, it sounds like they're, they're reversed, so of course it's in the wrong direction. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just another way of processing emotions. And so I do have a number of different ways of working with people who are, are in their head bubble and having difficulty acting their emotions. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all of that. And I believe that anyone working with EFT and and through time, yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer to get there, but as, as it becomes more and more well-known, then it will become easier and easier. And all you need to do is just remember that one thing, the emotional intensity, make sure it's there, pick one and only one thing to tap on, and then tap, and then find emotional intensity again, and make sure it's up there, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tap again, and then allow yourself to be led. And it's pretty pretty simple if you just follow that that rule. So going back to the actual process, once we've yes. found that sort of emotional center that we need to focus mm -hmm. on, what what then? What what is the okay. actual mm -hmm. tapping process? Okay. So I'm first going to take you through what's called the setup. The setup is done three times. And I will also mention, although I'm going to take you through it, and, and it's a part of the official protocol, it is something that I actually haven't used in well over a decade. And in my conversation with Gary Craig, he hasn't used it in over a decade either. And a lot of people just really like the way it sounds. And it is a part of the official technique. But if you actually look at its, its need, Gary Craig even said originally, it's called the setup, and that the purpose is just to get you ready to tap. So I'm going to share it with you because otherwise it's going to be raising questions of why didn't I include it. Mm, okay. So I'm going to share it with you and then okay. to make, so that you know that, but, but in reality, in my own uh, work, my own, um, one-on-one -on -one sessions, I don't actually ever go back to it. I don't use it, okay? 
Okay. So the setup is done on the side of the hand. So what you would do is first, most people tap with their dominant hand. You don't have to, but you can tap with either hand. You can tap on either side once we go down the body. And so the technique itself is very flexible. But most people do start with their dominant hand is what's doing the tapping. Tapping with the fingertips of your dominant hand. And you're going to be tapping, uh, first of all, on for the setup up on what's called the side of the hand. Uh, it is if you were to take your fist, so let's say you're, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right. Right, okay, all right. So then you're going to take your left fist and put it in a loose ball, and you're going to see there are two sides to that fist. One is the thumb side and the other one is the baby finger side. So where we're going to be tapping is between the base of the baby finger and the wrist, and there is this fleshy part. It's called the side of the hand. And so you're going to use the fingertips on your right hand and tap consistently on that point. And so just keep tapping. So can you find that point? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So keep tapping and then say these words, even though. Even though. I have this, and it, it can be a feeling, I have this thought, I have this, whatever it may be, because you've identified something that you want to work on. Is there a feeling involved of what mm -hmm. you're going to be working on? Yes? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to identify a feeling, but if you do, EFT often comes up in layers. So it is valuable to identify the feeling because you might, it might shift or change to a different feeling. So are you open to sharing what the feeling is? Uh, yes. Frustration. Frustration. Okay, good. All right. So tapping on the side of the hand then, even though. Even though. Thought, repeat after me. Yep. Even though I have this frustration. I have this frustration. I deeply and completely accept myself. I'm sorry. Say it again. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though. Even though oh, I have this frustration, I have this frustration, I deeply and completely accept myself, I deeply and completely accept myself, even though, even though I have this frustration, I have this frustration, and keep on tapping on the side of the hand, I deeply, I deeply and completely and completely accept myself. Accept myself. Okay, so that is the complete setup. We say the phrase three times. We can customize it to different emotions, even though I'm angry at my dad, I deeply and completely accept myself, even though I have this pain in my shoulder, I deeply and completely accept myself, even though I have this craving for sugar, I deeply and completely accept myself. So we can customize it and, and we can I have a different setup no matter what it is that we're going to be working on. And it is, and, and it's never really been a part of the actual tapping itself. The purpose is to prepare us to tap. The actual tapping involves only eight tapping points. And this is the short method. There was initially 
or there were more points involved initially. Uh, there was also there were also other parts to it. But most most of us in the world of EFT have have gone to just the short method and only eight tapping points. So it's pretty fast once we get going. So would most of the resources and things that we look at now just focus on these eight? I would say points. most would. You okay. might feel a few, see a few resources here and there that go into the longer method, but I would say it's much more rare. And if you're watching a YouTube video, if you are listening to the World Tapping Summit, which is a a summit that they do uh, once a year. Uh, if you're just uh, looking on the internet, I would say at least 80, 90, 95% have switched over to the short method. Okay. And, and these are the primary eight points. Now, we're going to start with the top of the head. One of the differences is sometimes people will end with the top of the head, but other than that, most of us are pretty consistent with these eight tapping points. Gary Craig had wanted us to say a short phrase at every tapping point, and I actually have done that for, I would say, maybe 15 years, and felt that that was an important part of the protocol and still teach it in the workshops, certification workshops, and it is a part of the technique. I more in the last oh, two, three, four years have really started to do most of my tapping sessions in silence. And part of the reason is because I believe that when a person is overly focused on the words and every time a person speaks, it brings them back up into that head bubble. And one of the biggest challenges for a person to get results with EFT is that they are out of their feeling space into the head bubble. And everything that we can do to keep a person into that feeling space, I believe, is of greater value. And so I do prefer now many of the tapping rounds to be done in silence, once you get the points down, to tap in silence, rather than to do a, he called it a reminder phrase, and so if we have eight tapping points, at each tapping point, what he would have you say is, I'm angry at my dad. Then you go to the next tapping point, I'm angry at my dad. And the third tapping point, I'm angry at my dad. And the fourth, I'm angry at my dad. And with the idea that we needed a reminder on what it was that we're working on. And my belief is, again, now, that really once we get to that feeling space, we want to stay in that feeling space. And sometimes talking is a nice excuse for people to get back into their head bubble instead. Mm, so I'll take you through the yeah. So I'm going to take you through the tapping points. And so once we get going, then uh, then we'll we'll go through a couple of rounds. And the idea is to uh, once we get the 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 tapping points down and then to really focus really strongly on whatever it is that you're feeling that had created that 7, 8, 9, 10 intensity, the emotional intensity. 
So top of the head is the first point. There's a couple of different ways of describing it. One of the easiest ways of describing it is if you were a marinette and you're pulling yourself up from the very highest point, pull yourself up and then go back maybe an, an inch or so. And as long as you're close, the beauty about EFT, because we're tapping, you know, if you use two, three, four fingers and you're tapping in that area, you've actually got quite a, a wide range of, of the area that you're tapping on. And so you're bound to get at least close to uh, where the correct point is. Each one of these is associated with an acupuncture point. And so if we were using a needle, we'd have to be very, very careful to get to that exact acupuncture point. But because we're using our fingertips, as long as we're close, that's all that matters. So very highest point of your head, back maybe about an inch, and that's the area. And another question that comes up is how many times do you tap? And what's real common is maybe five, six, seven, eight times uh, of, of tapping, tap, 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 tap. And you don't count it though, because if you're counting, then you're focused on the counting instead of the distress. Okay. So we're good so far, you can find that point? We're good. Okay, good. Next one is the inside of the eyebrow. So, of course, you have two eyebrows. So, the inside of the eyebrow is toward the nose, but again, on the eyebrow itself, but on the inside part of the eyebrow. You can find okay. that one? Sure. Okay, good. So, then we'd be tapping on that. The next one is the outside of the eyebrow. This one is also called the side of the eye. And so you can either use that same eyebrow or you go across the other side of the face. It doesn't matter. The outside of the eyebrow toward the temple area, but of course, uh, at least one of your fingers is directly on the eyebrow itself on that outside point. And for most people, then uh, the other fingertips are coming down the side of the eye. Can you find that one? Yes. Okay, good. Next one is underneath the eye. This one is really the most important one. Uh, this one is associated with worry. Uh, it is uh, fear. It's actually the point uh, that started it all with uh, TFT, thought field therapy, and Dr. Roger Callahan. Uh, this is the very first point he discovered. And it's directly beneath the pupil. It's underneath the eye, directly beneath the pupil, and it's on the bony structure directly beneath the pupil. A big okay. mistake that people make with this one is they actually go down into the cheekbone and get way up there, right underneath the pupil, on the bony so we're structure. The orbital bone, basically, underneath the yes, eye. Yes, that is correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay, and okay. then the next one is beneath the nose, so between the nostrils and the upper lip, and you've got that divot there right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Next one is beneath, or it's called the chin point. It's between the lower lip and the chin, and it's on that line or that crack there. Okay. Okay, good. Next one is the collarbone. So from the hollow of the neck, go down an inch and across two or three inches in either direction. And, uh, and as long as you're close. So from the hollow of the neck or where a man ties a tie, go down one inch and then across two or three inches in either direction. And that's the collarbone, so you can find that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then the next one is uh, called the armpit. This is our last and final one. So Wait, if you're right. One quick, yes. I'm sorry, one quick question about, are you actually on the collarbone or slightly beneath it? 
You know, this is one that there are some varying uh, opinions on, on what to do. And so uh, to me, what I actually like is I like to put two fingers on the collarbone and two fingers, you know, my, my uh, ring finger and baby finger, I like in what's called K27, which is that indentation because it's very tender there. But in reality, it doesn't matter. Some people are just right on the collarbone. Uh, some people are more into the chest area. And so and as long as you're close. That it's all going to work. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. So then the last one is the armpit. So the armpit, what you do is you're right-handed, so you're going to lift up your right arm, and then you're going to do a monkey roll, and you're going to take your arm and move it down to where the bra band comes around in the very center of the bra band and where it connects with the uh, from the armpit, uh, that's the point. It's maybe about a nickel, quarter size indentation, and it often hurts. Ooh, I'll yeah. tell you in a moment, because I do describe <laughs> it differently for men, but I'll, I'll describe that in a moment, all right? Because okay. I'm sure there are some that are saying right away, hey, wait a minute, I don't have a bra. All right, so now what do I do? All right, so another way of doing this one is to take your right arm, go across your body, lift up your left armpit to expose your left armpit, follow it down, and again, where the bra band comes around, and the same thing uh, where it is in the center of the bra band, same nickel quarter size indentation, and it hurts. Mm -hmm. All right, so okay. now for the men. All right. All right. <laughs> so, so a couple of things for the men. All right, so first of all, there is another way to describe it. And another way to describe it is it's parallel to the nipple. But we got lots of problems when we say it's parallel to the nipple. All right, so number one is now we got everybody thinking about nipples, all right? And of course, yeah, you know, right, we, we got to right. be careful. You know, this is a professional, right? <laughs> so um, the second thing is, is for women, Okay, now we got all kinds of questions. Okay, so uh, back when I was 15 or today, or are we talking about with a bra, without a bra, my right nipple or my left one, all right? And so now we've got so many questions going, and so all we did is confuse the women by answering it or by describing it that way, so. All right, so there's our, our eight tapping points. So are we ready to do a tapping and what we have? Yeah. Come up with? Okay. Go so it. again, we started out a, a little bit ago where where there was uh, something that was emotional and mm -hmm. that you felt it somewhere in your body. Uh, you described it as frustration. And so we will um, we will skip the setup and start right away with the eight tapping points. So tap at the top of the head, tap, 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 tap. And you can either say out loud this frustration or you can say it to yourself or just focus on the frustration. It all works. Okay. Next one is the inside of the eyebrow, tap, 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 and then focus again on the frustration. Outside the eyebrow, under the eye, tap, 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 under the nose, chin, keep on tapping, collarbone, under the arm. That was one round. Sometimes one round is all you need, but we'll do a couple more. So back to the top of the head. Again, focusing and tapping, focusing on the frustration. 
inside the eyebrow, outside the eyebrow, under the eye, nose, chin, collarbone, under the arm, and we'll do one more round, back at the top of the head. Sometimes throwing in the word remaining can be helpful. Remaining means what's left of it. So you're working on frustration, so either silently or out loud, remaining frustration, and it's telling your subconscious there's only a little bit left, and sometimes that gets the results a little bit faster. So top of the head, focus on remaining frustration. Inside the eyebrow. Outside the eyebrow. Under the eye, nose, chin, collarbone, under the arm. Now take a deep breath. And now we reevaluate. Sometimes what can happen is EFT will come off in layers, where we may start out with frustration, and the frustration is gone, but in its place is sadness. Or instead of being frustrated with one thing, now you're frustrated with something else. Mm. Or sometimes a whole new memory comes out. And that's when I say that EFT is a guided process that's what we're, what we're looking for, is that if something new comes up, it is just telling you, oh, this is what needs to be tapped on next. So how are you, how are you doing? Oh, I feel, I'm feeling more relaxed, definitely. Good, good. Uh, and and where did you feel the frustration in your body? Did you identify? It was definitely, yes, in my gut area. Okay. And so it's substantially less as well in the gut yep. area. So, yep. okay, good. And did something new come up? Uh, no, probably because I okay. was concentrating on the next questions I was going to be asking you. Okay, so. that's fine. Can we, can we real quick, because I want to make sure I get this in too. Can we real quick just do one quick round, because I had said there's a forward tapping phrase that I use that is really powerful for those who have a kind of stuck in their head bubble, and especially for depression. And we'll just we do have one quick round on it. One minute, Valerie. Can we do it in one okay. minute? I absolutely can. So top of the head, here we go. Yep. Um, I am so happy. Repeat after me out loud. I am so I am happy. so happy. Inside the eyebrow, I am so happy. I am so happy. Outside the eyebrow, I am so happy. I am so happy. Under the eye, I am so happy. I am so happy. Under the nose, I am so happy. I am so happy. All right, and then keep going. Chin, I am so happy. I am, I am so happy. <laughs> Collarbone, I am so happy. I am so happy. And under the arm, I am so happy. And of course, continuing with that, and the idea is I kind of look at the depression, uh, persistent sadness, as kind of an allergic type response, you know, a, a resistance, kind of a, a sensitivity to happiness itself. 
So when we can now, tell the subconscious, yep. The, uh, when we can I, tell the subconscious. I so hate to interrupt you. We are getting no, so no, close good. to the end of our session, and mm -hmm. I thank you so much. This has been great. I appreciate all the wonderful practical information, and mm -hmm. I'm sure our listeners do as well. Thank you so much for being with us this evening, and I want to invite our listeners to tune in next month on Tuesday, August 1st at 6 p.m. Central for our conversation with Mark Wolan. And if you enjoy learning well, we hope you'll encourage others to listen to our program the first Tuesday of each month. And we want to thank you for being with us this evening. Until next month, good evening and stay well. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.